Happy Monday, beautiful family. Thank you for tuning in to Align with Plants, Align with Health. This is Lanita. We are starting up season six. And what I'm going to be doing is just going forward with each episode, episode 52 on the podcast. I missed you guys. Took a few weeks off from making any new episodes after a pretty hard fall actually with the podcast not hard but like hard working fall with the podcast getting like 11 or 12 episodes out but um, coming back now winter has began here in the pacific northwest but today we are literally actually sitting under sunshine we're at the park and the children are playing and i had to take advantage of recording the show outside today in the sun because my energy and my vibration is just totally different Uh, when I record the shows outside. And so I wanted to share that energy with everyone today because I feel really beautiful. Happy Monday. Happy 2018. Uh, We're in a new calendar year, 2018. Pretty crazy to me. Um, 2020 is two years away. And I was pretty positive we'd be living like the Jetsons by 2020. I don't know about you, but 2020 sounded like the future. Um, here we are going forward and, whew, I mean, honestly, I feel like in my life alone, other than, you know, the computer and the cell phone, um, not much has really changed. And even, you know, not much has really changed since the 90s and, you know, the cell phone and the computer 80s. We could even go back. I mean, it's pretty much the same world. Um, No flying cars, at least not accessible to us. (laughs) And here we are, 2018. Definitely, I at least see, you know, the different type of tactics and possibilities of, of you know, the way of the future and maybe what technology is really going to be used for in the the next few decades. Um, But it's interesting, and I plan on talking more about that throughout this season and the show, of course. But welcome back, guys. Thanks for tuning back in. It was really cool to take a break and still notice um, friends tuning into the show and watching the show, even though I wasn't actively recording them. Um, That's pretty cool. Um, So we're starting the new episode... So we're starting the new season with an introduction to a project I worked on over the last couple of months. It was a pretty beautiful, um, you know, way that it all came together too, which I'll share today. But um, today I am tuning in to my audience to share a book that I just recently released. And it's being released today on January 1st um, in the year of, for me, the 11 energy. For a lot of people, a lot of numerologists would call this the year of the, t- uh, the year of two, the energy of two. But for me, I see it as 11. And, um, you know, this is the energy of these, of these warrior hearts of ours coming up and standing side by side and really, um, you know, tuning into the realizations that our future is going to look different than our past, but in very subtle ways. And we have to be 
we have to be our own scientists. We have to be discoverers and, you know, observationists that pretty much sit around and take in the world so that we can decipher it and, and put ourselves and our families and our communities and our future generations of selves in better, healthier positions. And it's possible. I've talked about unschooling before on the show. And it's funny, I'm actually doing today's podcast sitting next to a school in our local neighborhood. And I know they do a lot of great things for the neighborhood and for the students or the, the students and for even just the families here that aren't even a part of the school. But um, I talk about unschooling on the show I have before, and that's what the book is on. Uh, I wrote a book titled Unschooling Works, Using uh, Self-Directed Learning to Homeschool Our Children. And that's what we do with our three young children at home. We use the principles and understandings of unschooling, which is also known as self-directed learning. It's what the book is about. And within the book, within the pages of the book, I added in 11 unschooling mind hacks that I felt as I was writing, as I was creating the project, it was kind of like the cream of the crop. These 11 things kind of came to the surface and made me realize, and I really want to highlight these and make sure that these points, these major points of what my own personal creation of, of like our unschooling, you know, lifestyle, uh, what, what the founding principles are there or, or in that, you know, what the founding principles are in that creation. So... We're calling them mind hacks because I love to hack my mind. I love to get in there and take control over my thoughts, change them, make them better, stronger, wiser, even more relaxed at times, and, you know, clearing them out, all of those. I really enjoy that control that I have over myself. And, yeah, let's hack in. Um, The book is for sale today on Amazon, amazon amazon.com, paperback, and ebooks, digital books. It's available on for Kindle. Um, I'm also working on an audio book, which I hopefully will be able to add with the purchase of the book. And it really is just coming from a very, from my heart and from a position of, you know, we've been doing it for seven years. We're not professionals at this. We're not, you know, I, I have a quote from a mama who's been homeschooling, unschooling children for over 20 years. Um, you know, we're still new. We're, we're kind of just getting out of the toddler phase with our children, with our oldest being seven. Though I know that the last seven years of my life with my children living in this, in, you know, living this lifestyle has been dynamic and complex and fluid and stable and exciting and nurturing and nourishing and really just been pretty amazing. And the other unschooled families that we've gotten to know and connected with, it's amazing watching those children and those families interact and grow and change because unschooling really does work. It works, guys. And it's not for everyone. It may not be for you. You may even feel some type of way about, you know, people saying about the the perspective that we don't need school because we are in such a culture that school has been associated to success and wellness, especially for our babies. And it's not just in America. It's not just the Western world. It's not just Europe. It's everywhere. It's, it's reached and stretched out. It may be the most successful creation of culture of humanity. Um, gosh, I mean, I guess economics 
is primary or you know I don't know who even knows because then you have religion too but it's up there in those top few you know <laughs> and maybe economics and religion and these other things don't even work without school they don't even spread without it so it's the core and it's it's a part of my path here to help support as many humans that feel the call within to break it down um, or change it up <laughs> depending on the energy that you feel drawn to um, so let's get in unschooling works again um, 11 mind schooling or unschooling mind hacks the first one that I pulled out and highlighted in the book is all that has happened before today was required for today to be so you see I'm not discussing like well we won't go there yet but that's mind hack number one all that has happened before today was required for today to be the real peace that is available within this mind hack is I think what maybe the greats of our time have really learned how to they have almost they've mastered when we are able to truly align with the power of intention not intention like my intentions to do something I'm I'm gonna do it intentionally this way or you did that intentionally not that I mean the power of intention of anything that exists existing within its own intention an apple grows to be an apple, it will never grow to be a blackberry. It's its intention. And everything that had to happen to that apple tree before it sprouted its first apple was intended for that being to be able to produce its apple. That's what I'm talking about here. And that's what I'm talking about when I talk about intention. And it's been a message that I've had a little trouble communicating over the years clearly and I think a lot of folks have gotten caught up with you know the intention behind things like well if you have a good intention but people don't all have good intentions no but everyone has intention every single human is born with intention to execute upon and when we walk the path with this light and with this awareness all of a sudden our past and even our current challenges and woes are easier to embrace they're easier to accept and to even be excited about and maybe even to look forward to in the future, you know, to look forward to future challenges that will give you opportunities to grow more. Ooh, isn't that good? And that's, for me, the founding principle in our unschooled home is that every single thing in my personal path as a mother to my children every single moment before the moment and really before today at this moment before but before the moment that I became a mother was literally happened for me to become the mother that my children needed me to be before they were even born eight-year-old Lanita scared or sad or confused or whatever was going on in eight-year-old Lanita's life because I had a challenging childhood at times at times it was also great and within and I was cheerful and happy though let's say in those painful moments where a lot of us can sit around for years there's people that spend decades 
on reflecting on their childhood and trying to figure it out and trying to figure out why. Shoot, honey, the why is now. You're looking at the why. Go stand up and look in the mirror and see the why. Because that 8-year-old Lenita had to go through whatever it is that she had to go through, the 13-year-old me, the 24-year-old me. Those moments of my life were needed. So that when I gave birth to my first child, which was not my first pregnancy either. I was pregnant at 15. And we also, uh, my children's father and I lost a baby before we had our first. So already having gone through two pretty tragic situations for a young, a young woman. The moment that I gave birth to my first, my first child, my daughter, everything before that made me ready for that moment. And that moment, accepting her into my life and into the universe and into the world and welcoming her into the world and opening space for her in the world was the most magical moment, one of the most magical moments of my entire life. And knowing that whatever it is that I had to go through was for her and for her brothers and for all of the people in my life that I'm able to touch or inspire or affect in negative and positive ways. It makes it all worth it. So mind hack number one, all that has happened before today was required for today to be. Unschooling mind hack number two. How you deal with the challenges of your life will be one of the best lessons you share with your children. One of the best lessons ever that we can give to our children is how to swim, basically. (laughs) Um, That, you know, that's not necessarily like literal, although knowing how to swim is a great skill. Plenty of us have lived generations of us have lived without learning how to skill, uh, swim. But learning how to swim and navigate the choppy waters of life, because <laughs> they're choppy, guys. Um, life has a way of moving up and down energetically. It seems that's what energy waves do, as we've discussed many times on the show. They move up and down religiously, never giving up Never stopping energy never ceases, moving up and down and up and down and up and down. And one side is considered light or right or white. And the other side is considered dark or black um, or wrong. And all of the variations of the two sides in between. What we need to give our children is or are the lessons of stability, of neutrality, of the center focus point in between the two options because they are never going to cease to be available. We are always going to have the two options. And our children are going to I mean, if we think of ourselves when we were children, we were children for a very short amount of time. Our our parents really influenced us for a very short period of time, especially if you're now in your 30s or 40s, late 20s. You can probably look back and realize, well, I really was a kid for not many years. And in my heart, I only wanted to be a kid for, you know, up to like 12, most of us. And some of us even earlier than that, maybe a few 16 or so. 
But by 17, everybody is ready to be a grown-up. You know, at least thinks they are. And so... We've been doing this on our own for a while. You know, our parents have a very strong impact and influence in our lives in the beginning, but then we're kind of on our own, you know? And um, what we really are going to instill in our kids are the deep lessons of how to deal with life when they grow up. They're going to move on quicker than we want them to. Um, And what I am realizing just from my own path, what has made my life, the choppy waters of my life, almost, I mean, I almost, I'm going to use the word, I'm just going to say easy to maintain and balance, has been that I have maybe a natural skill at responding to life in a calm manner, for the most part. (laughs) I do have some pretty strong Aries energy, fire energy. My chart is actually mostly fire, which is interesting. But um, I, had, I do have a very fiery personality as well, though that is usually only surrounding a few areas of my life where that comes out. And thankfully, I haven't been put in too many of those to where I had opportunities to get myself in too much trouble. But um, for the most part, especially when it comes to emotional things, which is, I mean, those are the challenges of life, right? We could be homeless and we could be on the street, which isn't necessarily an emotional situation, though it will evoke many emotions and situations. And that's a real, that's a real challenge. Like that's a real life issue and challenge and, you know, has little to do with your emotional capacity to overcome life. Although that also could make being homeless much easier on you. And that's not talking about the homeless or houseless people who choose to live outside. But other than those types of real physical things, even death, you know, of loved ones, comes down mostly to our emotions. And learning how to be the master of our emotions, it's, it's kind of where it's at, guys. And it's kind of what the major lesson that we owe our children, we really owe it to them to learn. When our children leave our homes, If they don't know how to balance a checkbook, I mean, they could learn that in a day. You know what I'm saying? They can learn about the Revolutionary War in three days. That's like reading a couple hours at a time. (laughs) The human mind can learn anything it wants. But learning how to respond to the darkness of life, the challenges of life, the hard knocks of life in a calm and peaceful manner... In, in embracing them as needed for the light moments that are for sure to come, right? We're not like, this isn't a hope-based situation. We know that these light moments will come. Teaching them how to respond to life in that way, that's the, that's the stuff. That's the stuff that no school can ever give to our children. And yet when they're 30 and they're in their home alone and maybe they're experiencing a major breakup or your daughter has miscarried and lost a child, um, that's going to be what they're able to fall back on, and that's going to be what nourishes them and what gets them through that situation. So um, that's mind, uh, let's see, unschooling mind hack number two. How you deal with these challenges will be one of the best lessons you share with your children. Unschooling mind hack number three. 
and this is for the moms and dads not so much for the children but um, again more of the founding energy these first three are really the founding principles you gotta learn to love eating whole foods you parent has to learn you have to learn how to learn or you have to learn how to love eating whole foods especially plants vegetables you have to you are investing in seven generations forward of your whole family by bringing only whole foods or 80 90 percent whole foods into your home the entire time your children live in your home and before and of course after but hey if you want to you know screw off 10 years after your kids move out i mean do what you need to do (laughs) um but before as well and especially before though of course we can do this at any time in raising our children at any time i don't care if your child is is 18 right now you can choose right now to no longer buy processed foods for that human and to only buy whole foods for them for yourself and for them but the thing is is um not only are we going to be creating a nourished household on many different levels you know, emotionally getting, when we get the nutrients we need from plants and from food and from whole foods from nature, our body has what it actually needs to do what it needs to do. And so when you have a cut, it needs particular proteins and nutrients and chemical, you know, interactions in order to heal that cut. When you give it foods from nature, it receives those things and then the cut is healed. Our body makes them, obviously this process is, you know, deep and detailed, but It's really the founding principle in in health and in wellness is, you know, outside of working within our internal understanding, our mental status, physical status, but mental status also is connected to this. We need whole nutrients from nature every day, all day, our entire lives to be whole and well. And again, this is one of those founding, you know, foundational lessons for our children The thing is, is you make them vegetables and you say, well, they won't eat their vegetables. That's because you're not eating your vegetables and they know you don't like the vegetables and they know you don't like the food. And maybe it isn't even good, actually, either. (laughs) Um, But they see you not liking it. And they also don't understand why they need to like it. You're not explaining to them and, and this, you know, perhaps some mothers out there have done all of this and they're still kid, their kids still won't eat their veggies. And I mean, Hey, you know, we could talk personally. I could give you some more ideas of what I would try, or maybe that's just going to be your child. But uh, for the most part, most children follow what we do, not what we say. And so involve yourself in eating whole foods fully with your heart opened in the same way that you Let's say, you know, you, you, you go to the doctors and you trust your doctor with the enthusiasm that you take your sick child to your doctor with faith that your sick child is going to hands that are going to be safe, that are going to protect your child and are going to make your child well. Like we have that faith when we go to the hospital, like, okay, they're going to fix it. Whatever it is, the hospital is going to fix it. And even when they don't, when they're not able to, they don't have a diagnosis, people get upset. (laughs) Like what? You don't know? Like almost like, you know, it's impossible to, to not be able to fix something. But, um, 
you have to, you have to, you know, align yourself with whole foods and plants at that level of commitment and dedication and, and trust and faith that I am going to embrace my life around and in whole foods and in plants. And I know that that is going to do the same for my children. So unschooling mind hack number three, learn to love eating whole foods, especially your veggies. Unschooling mind hack number four, babies tune into mom's coping mechanisms to stress and to how much stress is being felt in her body in her body, in utero. So this is another part of the founding principles. The book is actually structured to go from preconception up to seven years old, which is what um, I have, you know, the knowledge that I can share. And so this is also a message going out to moms and dads or, you know, to young couples, young people who are not yet actually parents who do not have the children with them. Um, Number one thing that I tell any woman who is pregnant, and I and I literally tell it to every woman who is pregnant if I can, um, I let her know that stress isn't worth it, and life is going to be really challenging. Maybe the next nine months of your life, you never know. <laughs> but honey, as much as you can, try not to stress about anything. Children, it's not worth it the stress hormones that are created, the stressed out feelings within the inflammation, all of these things, the baby inside becomes accustomed to. It becomes normal and a part of its environment. And guess what? When that baby is born, it's going to be tuned to that same energetic wave. And that's really important because so many of us are tuned to a stressful energy wave, to a stressed out, inflamed you know, energy wave. And it's seen on our bodies, the way our fat is held on our bodies and where it's held. It's seen in our homes in the breakdown of communities. It's seen everywhere and it's due to money and school and jobs and all of these daily, you know, requirements, things that we need. Um, it's real, you know. <laughs> and the thing is, is that in order to tune a different way you have to actually tune a different way when it comes to creating a new baby if we can create an environment that is at least low stress we are doing a major major service to um, you know seven generations again going forward of our family we are actually teaching our family how to retune its responses to the stressors of the world. Um, It kind of goes along with mind hack number two and teaching our children how to deal with the challenges in utero before they're even born. And it's when something stressful happens, you still stay calm and relaxed as much as you possibly can, recognizing that every single challenge has a solution. Every single challenge has a solution. So if you find yourself in a challenge that feels overwhelming or you just can't do it, it has a solution. It's coming. It's available. If you look hard enough or you wait long enough, it will come. Best advice from my grandmother ever. Time It always passes. It heals all wounds. It takes care of everything. So, you know, take the time of creating the baby and, and try, you know, try really hard to focus on tuning your child 
to a balanced response to life by you doing it yourself. And that's going to, of course, maintain after the baby is born. You know, my children's number one, I can remember, I feel like I've said this in the show before, but I can remember walking out of the kitchen one day with my two oldest children, and they were young, two and three, and I dropped a whole bowl of soup. It broke, the soup spilled everywhere on the window, the ceiling, the wall, the carpet. And they looked at me to see what I was gonna do. And I just shrugged my shoulders and started to clean it up. And they went about their lives and continued to play. And I could tell that that was a moment right there that I had the opportunity to either teach them to respond to accidents and mistakes and super stressed out, ridiculous, like over the top ways, or I could teach them to realize that things happen, fix it and move on with your life. And that was the lesson that they got. And, um, and we can give this lesson to our children. We can imprint them in them. So unschooling mind hack number four, babies tune into mom's coping mechanisms to stress and how much stress is being felt in her body. Learn how to respond to stress, mamas. Unschooling mind hack number five, if you can find comfort in your level of struggle, peace can be developed regardless of how much you struggle. This is continuing really with the same message of stress though we all have a struggle many different ones we're all struggling in life um my man with you know endless basically access to money has struggles everyone does you know um it's necessary for life to have struggles you have to struggle you have to have conflict the dark must exist it's necessary and when we recognize that fully like 100% when we recognize that and we find comfort in it in our own personal level of struggle um, we don't compare it to others levels of struggle we don't compare our struggle to other struggles we allow everyone to have their own personal struggles to understand each other with compassion because of that because you're struggling i'm struggling we all going through it right and also a lot of greatness um but the struggle is real just living in the city yo like we live on concrete we're not even walking on our earth we're struggling in all in many ways and it's okay and I can be comfortable even though I'm struggling and I can encourage you to do the same um, when it comes to unschooling you know for my family I decided to stay home we decided to keep me home for you know until I until I couldn't until I didn't have to be in order to be there with the children every day and pour all that I could into them to unschool them um, and of course beyond five you know when normally kids would go to school um, we had one income and it never really was at the level that we needed it to be in order to have all of the extra luxuries of life now we ate always the best of foods always whole foods the best of foods we still did travel and see family and friends and went on trips um, we you know actually even left the continental North America multiple times you know during these during these times so um, I do want to make sure that I just point out you know our level of struggle really wasn't a deep level of struggle my children's father and I um, 
we just kind of work really well together when it comes to raising our kids. And so our struggles are, I mean, gosh, seriously, in my life, I would say are just minimal. Even the years since he and I have been separated from our marriage, um, they've just been minimal and, and really easy to deal with. And I know many other families go through way heavier things. So I just need to make sure I honor that. But we were also broke. You know, we were also, you know, always one car and kind of always living, you know, on some other type of reserves of money, someplace else that were temporary and making it, you know, paycheck to paycheck, um, sometimes with a little savings, but nothing, nothing ever, you know, nothing ever like what you would hope or expect for a young family moving towards doing this or doing that. You know, for us, it was much more important that just one of us worked and, we move and we've moved multiple times and when you don't have that long-term security in one job or you don't have your own you know flourishing business yourself at home business yet um income things can be you know bumpy and up and down and not a guarantee and so for us it was just 100 percent worth it and you know i can remember the summer my son uh middle child my two eldest probably two and three that summer or maybe the summer of one and two years old I wore the same shorts. <laughs> we lived in Phoenix, and so it was extremely warm. And I literally wore the same shorts every day for the entire summer, maybe with a few exceptions, because, you know, that was the only pair of shorts that fit me. And I really didn't want to go buy another pair because money was extremely tight. And I didn't want to go buy another pair of bigger size shorts that I wasn't going to continue to wear after I lost the, the extra weight. So. Um, you know, it's just being comfortable in your level of struggle. I'm sure many people are like, dang girl, put on another pair of shorts. <laughs> but I don't care about those types of things. And I can be comfortable with the fact that I don't have excessive extra money to buy maternity clothes and look cute in. Like I'm giving my children these deep level foundations that are going to, you know, give them the freedom to actually really help change this world in ways that I have to like, you know, scratch and f to find. <laughs> So whatever, you know, and it's, um, it's unschooling mind hack number five. If you can find comfort in your level of struggle, peace can be developed regardless of how much, um, unschooling mind hack number six, health is found in the kitchen. Anybody who knows me is going to know that this is the truth that I'm going to always say that health is found in the kitchen. Um, the level of that is, you know, it's deep and it's intergenerational. It's, it's traditional. It's old school. And it's the reason that the kitchen and the fire pit has, has always been the community familial gathering spot. It's where people come together. It's where the nourishment, uh, you know, is shared with the family. It's where the children and all of the family members leave nourished and well cared for and leave out into the world, out into the city, out into nature to find resources, bring them back so that that nourishment can maintain. So having the family centered and having your health like to recognize health like that same faith we have to go to the doctors having that same faith that health is found in the kitchen as a founding principle in our unschooled home and it's the number one thing that I kind of go to actually when I talk to somebody quickly like you know you've got to bring the babies in the kitchen 
when my children were young, really, really young, and even before birth, I just spent a lot of time in the kitchen. And when they were young, I would bring their toys into the kitchen. And now as they're big, you know, I could share the kitchen with a friend or my sister cooking, and all of my kids are in there as well. And it can be stressful for other people. But for us, we know how their father, I, and, the, and them three, we all know how to function within this, you know, small space a lot of times together because we've been doing it for so many years. We've all been huddled up in our kitchen and we lived in a one bedroom apartment for many years, um, for years together, just hanging out, cooking, tasting, prepping, washing, cleaning, talking, singing, learning, dancing, you know, um, making medicine, taking medicine, you know, making just all of the good things, crafts, arts and crafts, all of that. Our kitchen is, is, is the heart of our home. It's the heart of our home. It's the green aspect of the home. It's where everything pumps out of and is nourished from. It comes from the kitchen. And so when we're establishing or creating our home, we want it to be literally founded around the kitchen. We want the kitchen to be the central location. We want our kids to be comfortable with being in the kitchen. We want our children to be comfortable with us being in the kitchen. That's why I brought their toys in. I wanted them to sit with me and feel comfort with doing that, with being in the kitchen, hanging out, being able to play in there with me and not, you know, um, pulling on the coattails, as they would say, mommy or on my apron, you know, uh, I didn't wear either one of those, but <laughs> on my T-shirt, <laughs> on my shorts that I wore for all summer, um, I didn't want them pulling, saying, mommy, give me attention. You know, I wanted them to understand that mommy has mommy duties. And mommy, part of mommy duties are to give babies attention. And a lot of it, they got plenty and they still get plenty. But mommy also has other duties. And that's why mommy has three children, <laughs> which I highly recommend a sibling for any single babies out there. <laughs> but um, mommy has a job and my job is to give you everything I possibly can to prepare you for the future, my love. And so... Mommy's job, you know, most of mommy's job is found in the kitchen. And I needed my children to be happy, comfortable, and, and aware as well. That's the other level of all of this is that these principles, my children know too. I share them with my children. Um, this is, this, these are the actual lessons of their childhood. And I, they know why we need to be in the kitchen. They understand, you know, at their level of understanding why we need to be in the kitchen, why the kitchen is so important and so vital and why I like them playing in the kitchen. You know, as they get bigger, sometimes they got to leave now, but uh, there's also other reasons they're in the kitchen now. Now they're actually helping with cleaning and washing dishes and having ideas of what to cook and how to cook and helping out with cooking as well and preparation, things like that. So they were actually work with their father a lot on that since he's a chef. They spend a lot of time with him in the kitchen. And, um, you know, when they leave our home, my, my real goal here is to help my kids learn how to navigate this world. And they're going to be about a billion different unhealthy food options for them when they leave the home. And if my sons and my daughter, if my children do not know that the prime, like that the, the majority of their life at home needs to be spent in their kitchen to be well, they won't do that. And they will spend the majority of their young adult life out eating food in other places 
and wreak havoc upon their systems perhaps could even be you know long-term things there's genetics here and predispositions that we have in our families and what we really are learning are these things right here we've been taught tons of mind hacks in school <laughs> the majority of them are in school they teach us these mind hacks and um and they mess us up man so that's the first six and i'm going to stop there i'm actually going to come back next week and do uh back-to-back episodes so that we can wrap up the other five mind hacks of the book um i have decided to not do video I feel like I'm not really skilled at it. It's not a skill I'm interested in taking on. Um, for my personal life, the audio works better. And I, I liked how the podcast was going before without the video. I just appreciate it this way. I have plenty of other projects and things I'm working on and ways that I'm sharing myself that I just don't feel like I need video. And um, I'm not going to do that. Um, and I'm also going to go back to bi-weekly or every other week episodes as well so next week we are going to have uh, one extra episode come up so that we can wrap up these unschooling mind hacks so we'll have the first the beginning of the of season six we'll start with three episodes back to back but then we're going to go back to bi-weekly episodes still going to have my industry insider on this season as well so that we can continue to share light love and healing energy about our friend cannabis um, and I actually really want to get into more of how cannabis is helping children because there are some amazing stories out there on how children and, and young families and families are really having to go against the system to get their children the healing that they need through CBD and through this amazing plant healer. So, um, matter of fact, we'll have an episode on that this season as well. So, um, yeah, guys, I'm super excited, just really amped about 2018, I don't really care too much about the, you know, like the calendar year or even the fact that it's 2018. It's the energies around it. You know, we're, we're in winter now. We're getting prepared to go back into spring. We have massive things happening in the cosmos, <laughs> uh, massive movements and shifts of big major planets. Um, and it's 2018 calendar year. So we are in the energy of 11, regardless if that number means anything or not. We are in the energy of 11 that all of us are accepting. And so it is the energy of building relationships and bonds and strengthening them between the warrior souls on this earth. Because I know I was born. I've known it since I was so small. And there might have been moments here where the confidence question, like, is this really what I was born to do? Though... My soul knows, my heart knows, my mind knows that I was born with a heart of a warrior, not scared to try to change this world as foolish as it might seem. And anyone I know and anyone I speak to and anyone that hears my voice is my people. That's my warrior crew. So I have faith in all of you, anyone who hears this, that you too are receiving that wake up call and you're getting stronger and taller and standing straighter just like that one. And you're becoming an interdependent being within yourself, prepared to interdependently uh, interact within all of the other societies and ecosystems that we have outside of us because that's what's up. And that's what this book is all about. And that's what unschooling is all about. And that's what this message uh, that's coming from my heart is all about. As we heal our individual self 
and we find the strength to stand strong in who we personally are, that who we were born to be and our intention and our intention, guys, when we, who, when we find that, that power to stand up straight, say, this is who I am. This is just who I am. Um, man, we'll see the world we want. It's not even a question or a worry or concern. We'll see the world we want. We'll see what we desire. And it may not all, it's not going to be all light and good, (laughs) but we'll see it. So I'm going to speak to my beautiful people next week. We'll wrap up the rest of these unschooling mind hacks. And, um, yeah, just keep going forward. The blog is starting back up as well or started back up yesterday. And I'm going to only weekly blogs. So a few changes. I'm going to be focusing more on publishing. I'm actually working on a follow-up book now. Um, plan on releasing that on my birthday in March, right before spring. And it's going to be all about aligning with the healing powers of plants. So, um, yeah, guys, I'm just super amped and nothing's going to stop this. Energy doesn't stop. So keep pushing it. I love you, family. Peace.